Listen to the kids, bro. Boy, baby. We're live. Okay, there we go. Episode 13, Broke Boys Podcast. Mm-hmm. Lucky number 13. Is it lucky? Yeah, that's what they say. I thought it was unlucky. Well, is it seven lucky and thirteen unlucky? It doesn't matter. I'm here, Vince. Awkward intro always. Danny's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm still fuck. I'm still thinking about that thirteen thing. Is it? I'm is pretty sure. It was my favorite number. It's, oh, like, I always was thirteen when Dang. I played sports, but I think my birthday is on the thirteenth. That's my birthday's on the twenty seventh. That, that means that's irrelevant. Two times seven, double the lucky. That's. Ridiculous. I'll tell you some stories about. I found no. Beats headphones. No. Chilling. Got tickets to concerts. Chilling on someone's neck. Off of nothing. <laughs> no, they were just like. Just, they were chilling ooh. outside on the ground. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So. I looked for the owner, but I didn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? So then, How long did you look? I just kept them in my lost and found. What, do you look for like a whole like five seconds? No, I looked around. I was like, oh shit, this sucks for whoever lost these. <laughs> That's funny. And then I, I still have them in my lost and found. Like, you have a lost and found? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. In your apartment? Yeah, it's just in, they're just in my apartment. <laughs> this was in college. You have a pair of Beats headphones in your, in your lost and found? Danny, I'm just saying that I kept them. <laughs> I just, I kept, yo, Harvey's on out right now. Oh, shit. See, that's the one place I didn't want him to go, was on top of the fridge. I put all the important shit on top of the fridge. And now he's on top of the fridge. We'll be back in a second. Play some kind of... I'll harmony. play some music. Music break. The cat is safe on the ground now. Like, it's part of there body and you're just ripping it out i'm just saying like so you just don't get scratched they already don't listen to you yeah that's right I, you know you know once you take the danger out of an animal they start to lose interest in their life anyway you think he okay <laughs> you think domestic what is it called domestic domesticating domesticating animals like they want that to happen what do you like mean? it's something that humans did to them well yeah like, he wouldn't even exist in the way that he does if we didn't domesticate animals. But like, we, created, wait, that, we created that animal. Yeah, but they did as well. They bred like that. We didn't tell them to breed no, like that. No, yes, we bred them like that. The so cats? that we could So they could be more domesticated. Cats? Cats, dogs, everything. No, dogs Dogs came from the wolf, man. Over time, they... Yeah, they and we breed... So you don't think we breed... They breed dogs... Now they do, but... No. Forever. No. I, yes, they did. I don't believe that. Look it up. Look it up? I don't need to look it up. I don't believe um, that. Okay. Whatever. Because if a dog was just a pure wolf... Like, where the fuck... How's it, What's a pit bull and a wolf? That's, that's two different things. Yeah. They ain't all come from wolves. Yes, now it is. There was dogs in Egypt that used to go hunting with them. They look, they're like greyhounds. That's what they look like. Yeah. That's not from a wolf. Yeah, it is. So, so you're telling me that not all dogs come uh, from wolves? Uh, there, you know how many different terriers there are? Yeah, it comes from a wolf. A pit bull is a terrier. Yeah, it comes from a wolf. There's a rat terrier. Have you seen a rat terrier? Before? Yeah, they're tiny as shit. It comes from a wolf. 
And you think that we just came up with that in the, in the 20th century? Not in the 20th century, no. I'm say, uh, like, uh, whenever, what was it? Uh, uh, who, who was, uh, who, there was, god damn it. It was during, uh, fuck, during the English Empire, they had like... Yeah, a, this is a long ass time ago, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, was, but, so the reason that cat looks like that right now is because what we did to cats. And, and the reason dogs look like the way they do now is what we did to dogs you, you put it, You put it like we experimented on them. I mean, what is what? What is breeding? So, so the first time they made a pit bull, yeah. yeah, it's an experiment. Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay, well, it's like when they did. It's it's crazy breeded not to accept that horses and so. and donkeys. Huh? When they breeded horses and donkeys and made a mule. Yeah. That was experiment. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, they can't have kids. It can't have kids. They can't have yeah. It can't mules breed. Can't? No, huh. they're sterile. Ah, you. Yeah. You. But yeah. no, You're, all dogs come from wolves, though. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. There's different. There used to be different type of wild. There's hyenas. There's wolves. There was dingoes before they went extinct in Australia. Uh-huh. There's dogs from different continents. Not every continent has wolves. Yeah, I'm pretty sure dingoes were introduced into Australia, though. At what point? A thousand years ago? <laughs> See, if that's your argument, that's a shitty argument. <laughs> like, at I'm, what going, point, I'm going back way at farther. At what point, the ding- no, dingoes were wild dogs, native to Australia. Then the English went there and uh-huh. made their prisoner, they made that prisoner island. And then dingoes went extinct. Huh. All right, man. The first British colonists to arrive in 1788 established a settlement at Port Jackson in Australia. Mm-hmm. Recorded dingoes living there. Recorded dingoes living there. With a d- indigenous Australians. Oh. Aborigines. Okay. Yeah. So dingoes were just chilling. They look like normal-ass dogs. Mm-hmm. So not every dog came from a wolf, okay, bro? There's coyotes. What about coyotes? Did they come from wolves? They're wild dogs. You know, I don't. I don't have enough information to argue this. So why did you even say that? I'm just saying the reason well, this cat is this small and looks like this is because that's what we wanted to look like over hundreds and hundreds of years. That was it. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on. It's a big ass cat, though. It's a big cat. It's fucking huge. All right. Not talking about that. Thing. Okay. Anyway. You act like you don't like cats. It's the only thing you can talk about. Because it's just big. It's a big dog. I mean, big cat. Anyway. Our first topic for today is perseverance. And and how that creates growth. Me and Danny watched an interview with Joe Rogan. I watch a lot of his interviews. I think Danny does as well. Is that? Can you chime in here, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With this guy named David Goggins. He's just, uh, I don't know what he does. What does he do? He does as an athlete. He's just physically fit, man. Yeah. Look (laughs) look him up. David, and his last name is G-O-G-G-I-N-S. David Goggins. He's insane. Like, he runs 100-mile races, like, yeah, that's, consistently. I guess that's what you year. call him. He's an ultra runner. Ultra, yeah, ultra that's runner. What, that's yeah. what it is. 
But he also does, like, he broke the world pull-up record. Yeah. He's just uh, an athlete. Anyway, he's got a he's got a pretty and, intense point of view. And story. Yeah, we don't need to get into the story, because the story is for him yeah. to tell. But yeah. this his point of view is pretty amazing. I mean, because he says that people give only 40% of what they can, and he's and he's and he says that we're afraid of what the body is capable of you know to us to an extent or well we're yeah because of the pain and the, it being uncomfortable yeah nobody nobody wants to go through the pain even though yeah we're perfectly capable of doing it yeah everybody is like he told a story of him doing um a race a hundred mile race 24 hour 100 mile race and he said on mile, he was good until mile 70 i guess that's crazy um yeah and then he just like took a break is that what happened he took a break yeah he just started walking for yeah him. he started walking and then all the pain started to hit him yeah and he just went and sat down on this blue chair that he brought and he just went to the bathroom on himself and stuff and the then bathroom. he shit his pants he shit his pants and peed himself and peed himself that's what happens and said he was perfectly peeing normal. blood it's a perfectly normal thing to happen. So then that happens, <laughs> and then he makes the decision that he needs to finish his race, and then he finishes the race. Mm-hmm. Yep. After not feeling like he couldn't even get up, he shit on himself, peed on himself. He's peeing blood. He's hurting. He gets up and finishes the race in the 24 hours. He finished it in 18 hours. Yeah, it's hours. how many you got to run 100 and something miles in 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. He finished it in 18 hours. Yep. And it's just perseverance. To ex- that, that's, just keep going. And and I think what we're trying to pull out of it, I think that's, we don't have to really focus on it. That, like, that's the perfect example of what he's talking about. Like, he says that at that point, he probably used as much of himself that he ever used in his life. Mm-hmm. He pushed way past 40%, way past 50%. He he said he used about uh, probably closest to a hundred percent ever, mm-hmm. and he almost died because he had to go to the hospital after that. Yeah, yeah, that's another crazy thing because he says his hundred percent, like he says that hundred percent is death. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like you're pushing yourself to the point where it's very dangerous and you could die. Yeah, like that's so yeah. that's so intense. But when I heard the story, I just thought about applying that to different parts of your life. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, yeah. Oh, being an ultra runner or even like yeah. exercising, even though you could use it for that. Yeah, yeah. I think I. I don't think he's preaching or like. I don't, I don't think he's like trying to tell us to do what he's doing. I think mm-hmm. he's just using his story and his work ethic as motivation to for us to do our own. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and he's very blunt. He's right. a very blunt guy. He's straight to the point. <clears throat> And he he even talks to himself like that. He has that inner talk like, "Stop being a bitch." Yeah. Like you're just being a bitch. You're you're just being that person that you used to be that isn't shit. Mm-hmm. He said that's his like inner voice in yeah. him, and that's what helps helps push him forward. And he's being like very real with himself and honest about where he is and the things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's it it is good to have that inner voice, but yeah. I think he's just really intense about it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like that, it's the the self-evaluation, you know, like that's something 
that that puts you like on a whole other level of you know being a human i think because yeah. i think i think there's too many people who who cast judgment before they work on themselves we and, talked about that a little last week yeah, yeah and i think he's a perfect example of why you need to judge yourself before you judge others because he's judging himself right and it's making him better because it's making him want to you know it, it's turning him into a, a more efficient human <laughs> yeah like really yeah like really like he was a navy seal and i saw the navy seal pictures but now he's just an ultra runner like he's in way better shape okay when he was in the navy seals did he look did he did he look like someone famous to you or is it just like i swear his mustache made him look like is someone it, famous he, he just looked like a nineties person. Okay, all right, maybe that. I don't know. He right. didn't look like super famous. Okay. He kind of looked like Kendrick Lamar's dad. <laughs> was that like what Domino's guy in that video? What? Remember, like uh, one of his first music videos. There's a there's a guy playing Domino's in the. Oh kitchen. yeah yeah yeah, that's okay. his dad. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, his dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's his dad. Okay, <laughs> just make sure. Yeah, he just looked like, like a you got my Domino's. Like, yeah, there's like a picture I think where. Uh, when Kendrick was like a kid and his dad's holding him and he, that kind of reminded me when I saw oh, him. Okay. Okay. They had the same haircut and shit. Like no hair? No, he had like a like a bald fade. I think that's what you call it. Bald fade? Oh. Yeah. I could have sworn he was completely bald in the picture I saw. Yeah, now he's completely bald. No, like in the way back. Uh, when he was chubbier. Oh, okay. He, he had hair on himself. Yeah. Because he was in his 20s. Maybe though. I'm just imagining him bald. Yeah. Just anyway, I, I want him to be. <laughs> anyway, now he's bald though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, it's just having, like Danny said, that self evaluation. I think it's very important. You can apply that to every everything, yeah. and not just like um, your physical fitness. Yeah, he's you, having a conversation with himself. Just having a conversation <laughs> with yourself and pushing. Like I, I mean, that's what I, we say it. All the time, pushing forward, observe cast. Observe cast, push forward. Observe cast, push forward. Push but, forward. But that's that's what that is about. Push it. And before it it became a th- a brand and a thing, like that was me in my head. Like I just because I was a big fan of Kanye, and that's what we always talked about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but people don't understand. So I got every everyone got to come. And everyone just got to be pushing forward, elevating the culture, quote-unquote. Like, that was my attitude. And that still is my attitude. I want to elevate things and push forward. And that's why, like, Broke Boys, I don't know that how much art we talk about. It's more about the inner voice of the artist to themselves mm-hmm. and, yeah. and getting through our life. Point of view, I think. Yeah, from our point of view. Getting through life as a creative mm-hmm. from our point of view. And others when we interview other people. And um, this, when I heard his interview, I was like, damn. When I heard David Gogan's interview, I was like, man. Get you pumped up, dude. Yeah. I just wanted to, I started doing 100 push-ups a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like, look at him, he's like 43. Yeah. He's, he's shredded. Shredded. Looks like a fucking better than, I don't even, he, He's a, a ultra athlete, not just an ultra runner. He's an ultra. That dude is fucking ridiculous. Go, his his name's David Goggins on Instagram too. So go look at him. Like just look at him. He's fucking forty three years old. He could be my dad. That's that'd be a pretty young dad. You'd have been sixteen when he had you. My dad's uh, 
47. So he's only four years younger than my dad. Okay, well, your dad would have been... Tw- was he 20? Then? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's better than 16. <laughs> I mean, that's... I mean, that's shit people's better. parents, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. It just... It gets you pumped up, and we... I wanted to... I think we both wanted to share that with you guys, because at times when... When we're, um... Show the, cat, the cat is uh, fucking me up. He wants some loving. Um... When, when you're just you're trying to figure it out and you might be stuck and you're like, or it's just really uncomfortable you have to make an uncomfortable decision and you're like oh I want to go out with my friends and hang out and then when it comes time to work you're just like oh man like oh, I'll just do it tomorrow mm. I have a lot of that going on yeah I mean you're young and um, at times in my life that was some of my behavior. <laughs> I, don't, I can't say that's that a it shit was. Green. That's a shit eating green, green right there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to. Because it wasn't like always my consistent behavior, but I would go out and then have that the next day mm-hmm. and be hungover. But I like was focused on like in school graduating and stuff, even though I did go out. I yeah, mean, I you were out. too. Yeah, I was, but, I was yeah. out all the time. Yeah. And you were in a frat, so it was a different thing. Like, you had yeah, I had to maintain had, social obligations. Yeah, I yeah. had to, you know, you had got had to go to like your dances or your formals. Or yeah, it's so. almost it's almost like I signed a contract yeah. where I had to drink at least four beers yeah. a day. I didn't have that, so I did go out on the weekends. But during the week, it was like school. I was in the studio, yeah. graphic design, out. Even though I would skip classes, but when I usually skip classes, I was designing stuff. <laughs> It just was, not for it class. Wasn't, it, I didn't skip yeah. my design classes. Yeah. Uh, it was like, uh, I don't know, uh, ge- geology. So, back to the inner voice, though. Yeah. Like, for him, I think for, I think we all need to understand that his, whatever he's doing is not, is not just to, like, belittle him. Like, he's, He's not depressed by any means. Yeah, he's just... You know... He knows what he's capable of. Yeah. And, you know, and if he feels himself getting lazy, then he gets on himself about yeah. it. Yeah. It's just like if you had a coach. Like, he's got his own inner coach. Yeah, his own inner coach. There you go. It's like, Goggins, what are you doing? Like, yeah. he said that, too. Mm-hmm. He would call himself Goggins. That's that's that got to be a military thing. or Yeah, because he was a Navy SEAL, so... Yeah. yeah. My dad's like that, too. He's like, with me... He's like, boy. Yeah. That means getting attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I was like, I was yeah. not raised that way. I was, well, my dad was in the army, yeah. so it was a little, it was a little different. I was raised uh, <laughs> a lot different. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. But yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of. I got Absolutely. toys when I made poops in the potty. Mm. My mom was. <laughs> my mom was somewhat like that. My dad totally fucking wasn't <laughs> going for it. He wasn't going for any type of show. He was very merit-based. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you had to earn whatever it was. Unless it was, like, your birthday or Christmas. Yeah. Even then, it was like, you're not that, you're though. not going wild for Christmas. I have a hard time remembering a lot of my childhood. Most. I mean, you're a grown-ass adult now, so... 
I don't remember everything. I mean, I remember the lessons, and that's about it. Like, I don't remember every day of my life. Well, yeah. I know what in general, and I know how my dad still treats me. I know how he was. Like, he's, he's just very discipline-oriented. Mm-hmm. And, and st- instilling self-discipline in yourself. Like, that's what he was teaching me by doing that. He would wake up. He would come in my room. He would say, it's time to get up. Mm-hmm. If I didn't get up, you know what happened? He could just turn lights on? No, he would turn the lights on. <laughs> if I didn't get up again, yeah. cold rag. Oh, right to the face? Right to the face. That's hilarious. A cold rag. And it's because you have something to do today. Yeah. You, need, you have to go to school today. Mm-hmm. You have something to do. And when you have something to do, you need to get up and get ready for it. And then that was the lesson. So now I, I, do, I have my inner clock that I set in myself. Yeah. And I don't even need a fucking alarm clock. If I'm not up by 8, like my body just naturally wakes up. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's schedule yeah. too. You yeah. know, like when you create that schedule for yourself. Yeah, and that's what he was trying to teach us to create mm-hmm. repetition. Rep- yeah, some some habits and good habits through consistency. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I mean that's what again David Gogan, it's what he's doing. Yeah, it's not he's not just you know training for stuff. He just lives physical fitness. Yeah, and he he also talks about doing things that make you uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I want to talk and, about. And next. and he would uh, like his like an example would be like the the race we talked about earlier where he was shitting himself. Like he was totally that was the most uncomfortable you could ever be. Like he had shat on himself, poop and peed yourself, man, peed yourself. Mm-hmm. Your feet are hurting. Your whole body's hurting because you just ran seventy miles. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And then he did it. And then now he knows he could run 100 miles. Like, that's a crazy thing to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then that pushed him even further to, to where he's running 200-mile races. And that's when that's when the inner coach comes in handy, too. Because yeah. with, with that dialogue with yourself, yeah. you're able to find out what makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, I like that. I, I really like that, uh, yeah. that mentality, do what makes you uncomfortable. Because that's only going to make you better for the most part. Because, right? yeah. There, there are some things that you don't need to do. Yeah, you right? don't need to, like, stab a knife in your arm just so right, you can endure pain. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, it's more like spending the Public hours, speaking. spending the hours uh, doing something that's quote-unquote boring or not fun, mm-hmm. be building a skill instead of going out. Or yeah. having quote unquote fun because if you really want, like he had a mission that he wanted to be in this other hundred mile race, and in order to qualify for the other other hundred mile race, he had to run this race. Mm-hmm. So in order to get that point, he had to finish this race. So there was no he created a a, a headspace where there was no option. Yeah. And doing that, and you say say like me, I want to have a media company so what do I do we make sure we do this podcast me and Danny make sure we do a podcast every week or something like that like when Danny was out of town we couldn't do it content still came out because mm-hmm. this is is in the action of doing it even though I'm spending an hour and a half of episodes like an hour or two hours editing it it's boring and I can't like be on my computer watching YouTube because I have to you listen, <laughs> listen yeah. to the fucking podcast. 
it's it's worth it because it's getting me closer to where I actually want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I mean, I always go back to school, but it's the same thing. It's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. But people, once you get out of that structure of school, you can't. It's harder to see in life because you're not getting something at the end of it. Like you don't get a certificate for after every podcast. We're not getting a certificate. Oh, you completed this this podcast. There's no um, there's no prize. It's just having that thing inside us yeah. to do this. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting a diploma. Like we didn't get a diploma at ten weeks of doing this fucking podcast. I think an adequate prize for me right now would be a hundred views, hundred listens. I think that would. I think that's that's the milestone. So make sure you guys share the mm-hmm. podcast with your friends. Make Danny happy. Let's get him out yeah. of this depression. I mean, we're growing. We are. And I think he also he also talked about patience, and that's very important. And that goes back to the fact that there isn't always the prize right away. Like the prize might be is is accomplishing whatever you want to whatever you set out to do. And you you might not get any diplomas or degrees or certificates or medals on the way there. You just have to make sure you're pushing yourself to a point to yeah. t- to achieve that. Well, uh, I think I think another way to spin that is like instead of searching for an external prize, yeah. right? By you doing gratification. What is that called? Media gratification. Yeah, well, I don't. You can put any kind of word on it, but yeah. what I'm like, it's like uh, make. I mean, the prize. The prize should be. Oh, I am capable of doing this now. Right, and that that find pride in that. Yeah. That you like, you can yeah. do, like he did five thousand some pull ups. What the fuck? And yeah, he did. He, he got his name written in a book. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he doesn't really care about that. He uh, just wanted to do it. do it. Yeah. And know that he was capable of doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like, yeah. And you run that five k. Yeah. The the prize shouldn't be a medal. The prize should be, damn, I'm in shape. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm totally capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. If someone asked me to do it, I could do it. If you're a designer or artist, building your skill uh, in, um, like, Danny's painting right now is is coming very well. I think he surprised himself, probably. No, no, no. You didn't surprise yourself? <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty sure he surprised himself. When he showed it to me, I was like, Danny, why don't you paint? You should paint more. You should definitely paint more. Cause this is this is good, man. I I mean I guess every uh, what do they call that? Blind blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, I guess. Get it? Cause I'm colorblind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I forgot about that also. Yeah. The colors look like they're supposed. Fucking to. dope, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't even know what they look like. No. <laughs> what are you saying to me? You don't even know what life is, man. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know what the world looks like. Like, he doesn't even know, like, what color my face is. Because the red is dropped out of my face. <laughs> and I have red undertones. In my f- he makes everybody walking around pale. Dude, I, I thought <laughs> yeah, I thought my brother was green for a minute. Oh, wow. Whew. But he still pushes himself to be an <laughs> artist. <laughs> Even though he does, he's colorblind, he still decided to be an artist. And that's what you should do. You know, and every, like, I, think, I think people think colorblindness is a weakness. No, I don't think it's a weakness. I, it's just weird that you don't see 
like we're looking at the same thing and it's it the color is totally different to, to you than it is to me now if i like i think i think i have found a way to turn the colorblindness into like a positive yeah though. Because, like, I, I know that, like, what I see is not probably what it should be. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I've had practice over years of, like, oh, your grass looks red. You yeah. know, like, you need, like, something's wrong. So then yeah. I have made that change and, like, and I know colors pretty well now. Like, what colors I need to mix together to make a certain color. Yeah. So I, I know how to do it. Uh, like, if I want it to look realistic, I can do that now. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think it's working in my favor because... I work in shades, not in value. Yeah. So... Like, I couldn't... Like, I forget, like, until... The, like, we just talked about it just now. I mm-hmm. forgot you were colorblind. Like, I don't even think about it. Because mm-hmm. now, like, it's something you can see. Right, like, yeah. You know, yeah, my I'm eyes are, like, a yeah. vibrant red color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then when you showed it to me, I wasn't like, oh, this is fucked... These colors are fucked up. I was like, oh, this looks like a pastoral scene with a rooster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I'm about halfway. I'm about halfway, I think. It looks good. Well, I got... Um, you still got to do that barn and stuff, and the, the background stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want... I really want this to look professional, so... I mean, it does. So I'm going to... I'm going to really hone in the, the, the rooster. Because I... I've been watching this one guy paint on... Uh, his... his uh, his his artist name is Crayola, mm-hmm. and he is like a fantastic like imagination artist tech mm-hmm. guy. Like he draws all he paints all fantasy, mm-hmm. but he's really good at painting birds. Mm-hmm. And like so, I've just been watching how he does brush strokes just mm-hmm. to figure out how he makes this shit look like feathers. Right. And I think I got an okay grasp on it. Yeah. I think I can at least do a halfway decent job. But have I shown you his stuff mm-hmm. before? It's unreal, man. Yeah. The, like, it's exaggerated, kind of like George Kondo, mm-hmm. but super realistic. Like, the beaks look like beaks. Right. The feathers look like feathers. Like, you know, like, he'll make he'll make a boy look wooden, but it looks like it's actual wood on his face. Oh, shit. And it's like Pinocchio. Like, it's, it's, it's unreal, man. His yeah. paintings go for, like, thousands of dollars, though. Yeah. You could get there, too. I probably could. And a good point Danny brought up is that he has to compensate because of something that he had no control over. It's like people with reading disabilities. What what are they called? Dyslexic. Dyslexic, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of like really rich entrepreneurs, and this is like some shit that people throw out all the time, are dis... How do you say it? Dyslexic. Dyslexic. What he said. And, um... It, but they find a way to compensate for that. Like, I know, like, okay, open moment. I think I might be, dix- how you say? Dyslexic. But, um, I've always been on honor roll and mm-hmm. gotten, like, uh, on the dean's list and shit. Because I just found a way to figure sh- I just mm-hmm. went slower on the reading. Yeah. And figured it out. And I don't know. Like, I had a problem spelling when I was younger, but... I still got good grades on my spelling test because I just memorized you know, everything. Good. What I think is kind of interesting. So, I'm colorblind. You may think you're dyslexic. Uh-huh. I wouldn't know that I was colorblind until someone tells me. Right. You would like so if you if you're if you may be dyslexic. I didn't know that was a thing. 
Right, and so like you, I mean, you just learned how to yeah, read. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. You, you maybe, who knows? Yeah, it's just the name. It's just it's just how you yeah. they define you, define you. Like yeah, because some well, the, the reason I think is because sometimes I'll say a number backwards. Oh, everyone yeah. does that. Though. Okay, yeah, everyone does that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I flip words all the time. Man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you might be dyslexic. I may be too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows? Because I can't read with shit, man. I'm yeah. so bad at it. And I, I mean, reading was a thing for me, and now I'm, I'm good at it. Like, I, I mean, I can. I just have to pace myself. Mm. Are you better it. reading out loud than you are in your head? No, I'm better in my head. Really, I, I have. To, if I speak it out loud, hundred percent, and I'll just fly right through it. Is I think I don't know. I, I'm that's why that's the other reason I think um I am because I can control it more in my head. Yeah. Maybe it's just a nervous thing reading out loud and I'm not dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you, just, you are you are pretty soft spoken. Yeah. It's like it's anxiety from not wanting to fuck up. That's probably yeah. it's probably just that. Dude, you know what I always <laughs> used to do? Pressure. You know you know determine yeah. that word? I used yeah. to say deter minded. Oh wow. Cause I that's what that's what it looks like. Yeah. Not to, to me. It Cause you like, just read it out. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah that means like shit. I used yeah. to say that until I was like sixteen. Yeah. I like I knew the word determined and I could speak it, but on paper I'd see that word like deter minded. I don't know what that fucking means. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, you have you you have these things that are quote unquote against you. And you create these conversations inside yourself, and like Danny said, you don't know that you're that thing until somebody makes makes you aware. Yeah, until of someone it. defines you, yeah. Or if it's so terrible that it's it's like why can't why can't why can't I read why why like if his if Danny's colorblindness was like he could only see green shades of green. Yeah, but I wouldn't know that though. Well, we, well, in kindergarten you would probably they would probably because when they're learning colors. It's you'd be surprised. No, man. but you're, yours. I'm just saying, like, oh. you could only see the shade green. Yeah, not like red drops out. Like you could only see green, so well, everything looks whatever well, think amount about, of green is in it. Think about this though. Whenever you're, whenever you're growing up, like kindergarten, preschool, even first grade, mm-hmm. teachers understand that you're still like learning. Like oh, so a they lot might think you just you just don't know. Yeah, right. So they wouldn't catch it. I don't know. So they wouldn't catch it. But the point. But yeah. the point is, you don't know you're that thing until someone puts that on you. Mm-hmm. And if someone never puts it on you, like no, no one ever like sat me down and said, "Oh, you're dyslexic," right. like yeah. or anything. They never, because my grades were always good. So yeah. it was just like, yeah. Didn't see a problem. Yeah, there was no problem there. So until, and I just might be putting that on myself. I just don't know. You hear certain like uh, things like what are those symptoms and you're like, oh, and then but anyway, I'm a grown ass man and it doesn't matter. Yeah, you made it. I'm I made it and I'm building something and I'm very competent in the things that I do, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, but I didn't know that if I was or if or Dane didn't know. You create these conversations inside yourself. To where it doesn't matter anymore. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. So, if you think that there's something against you, right? And you keep telling yourself it's against you. It's only you that's against you. It's you. Yeah, you're putting that thing against... You can control it. It's it's who you are. Mm -hmm. If you just take ownership of that thing, you you can find a way around it. Or find a way through it. Yeah. In order to be successful in what 
whatever you want to do. Like that thing doesn't own you. Yeah. You you it it does be cliche. You yeah. own it, but you own it because yeah, it's part it's, <laughs> it's part of you, you. <laughs> and you have to and accepting that it is part of you, and accepting reality. And we talked about self evaluation, mm-hmm. accepting the reality of it, and then okay, so this is what it is. So now I have to figure out a way to navigate life with this thing. Yeah. And and know that it's not the end of the world. Yeah. 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 Right, that's perfect. Like it's just you. It's you getting in the way of yourself. It's that's you perfect. getting in the way of yourself. Yeah, it's you only living up to forty percent mm-hmm. of what you're capable. Yeah, of. like you, you think you think that you have a you have like a problem or like you're lacking in something, right? Like that's what we're getting at. Yeah, like we like you believe that there's something holding you back because of genetics or something like that. Yeah. You know, something that you're born with. Yeah. Well, it's not. Just figure out a way to do it. And it might be hard. <laughs> like we're not saying that it's easy. It might be hard. It might be complicated. Yeah. But understand that you can do it. You can do it and you can definitely find examples of people that have those things and still have led successful lives. Yeah. Just look for it. Yeah. And you have Google. They have fuzzy logic. Type in someone successful person. Wait, what did you say? Fuzzy logic. It's where you can be like totally generic and they can find oh, oh okay. it's like an algorithm yeah they can find like what yeah. you're talking about still that's cool it's fun yeah, yeah yeah so just google it like google uh someone just type in someone successful that has blank whatever whatever the thing that you have and there's going to be someone yeah. and you know what a lot of those people who are successful don't tell anybody that they have this problem yeah. And then until they become successful, and then they're like, "Yeah, this whole time, like I've been what you would, what the people, a normal, no, quote unquote, normal people would call handicapped, and I still beat you." Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're not. Yeah, handicapped. you're not handicapped. You're, still you're not handicapped. You're just a human like everyone else, and you can do anything that anyone else can do. Yeah. And that was the point we were trying to make with this David yeah. Bogans thing. Well, yeah. Well, his I think his point, his big thing is that he's like, no one's special. Everyone is the same. We're all, but, we're all capable of. That's harsh. That's a harsh truth, but though. Everyone's the same, but everyone's capable of the same things. In yeah. like, everyone's capable of greatness. Like, yeah, everyone's capable of greatness. It's not in a negative way. Like everyone's capable of the same. Like everyone's capable of greatness. And and it is. In whatever you decide it to be in, and um, I'm gonna link his. Uh, I'm gonna put the link to that interview with Joe Rogan in there because yeah. I think that's important. If you were, if you're feeling like you don't know right now, like wherever you're at in your life, you feel like you don't know um, where you're going. You feel like quitting. Like listening to a man talk will totally motivate you and make you rethink the things that you're doubting yourself about. Yeah. And I hope, I mean, I hope this episode of this podcast helps you with that also. Um, but yeah, that was that topic. And that was that topic. I mean, I, I mean, the, it, it's related to the next one, which is the kids, the children that yeah. are speaking up about the um, gun violence in general yeah. and gun and um, gun laws yeah, after the shooting in Parkland. Parkland, Florida, mm-hmm. at the high school, and these kids are coming out and talking, and um, I'm gonna put a clip right here of this one girl, Emma Gonzalez, 
and she gave this speech and it was and there was like um a uh, call and response thing yeah so she would say you're gonna put the clip in so why is it why are you explaining it <laughs> i'm just preparing anyway daniel here's the clip and Senate seats funded by the NRA telling us nothing could have ever been done to prevent this. We call BS. We say that tough, they say that tougher gun laws do not decrease gun violence. We call BS. They say a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. We call BS. And that was a clip. And it was the the thing that Danny was poking fun at me about for explaining to you was she was doing the call and response with we call BS. That was their little tagline. Mm-hmm. We call BS. You say we can't you can't do anything to stop gun violence. We call BS. You say that if there was if you uh, if we restricted access to assault rifles that that wouldn't have changed this situation. We call BS. And there's senators and representatives in Congress coming out and say, oh, these kids are just being used by the left in order to push their agenda, and there's no way... What they're... agenda? They're dying. Yeah, yeah. They're... <laughs> I don't want to die. That's yeah. their agenda. They're scared. They just <laughs> went through a fucking shooting. Yeah. And and um, they're saying they're kids. There's no way they could do all this. There's no way... No, a kid can do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, that, that, that's another thing she said. They're the... 17 years old. That's another thing they said, like... Uh... Uh, you don't think we can understand uh, like the the, uh, the laws? The laws, yeah. That's that's a lot because yeah. I mean that's when the high schools when you learn about laws. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. That's, that's I think the they fresh. have the they have the freshest <laughs> version of what the Constitution <laughs> is right now. Yeah, like when you take government, especially a seventeen year old. That's yeah. when you take government mm-hmm. and uh, econ. But good for good for her for speaking up and all of them. That takes a lot of. Got to do a that. lot of courage, and she's a very she probably passionate had that self girl. voice too. Yeah, and she and she was talking doing about doing stuff that made her uncomfortable. She went up against. There was a they had a CNN had a town hall, and they invited um, a lot of people, but not everyone showed up. Like Trump was supposed to come, he didn't show up. Of course not, and because um, he's a little bitch, and um, <laughs> little bitch. But the NRA spokesperson, the lady, mm-hmm. if you ever seen that commercial, I'm not going to insert it here. She's she's intense. She was there, and the girl uh, Emma she's Gonzalez. Intense. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to shout her out. Fuck her. <laughs> and um, Emma Gonzalez asked her questions, and the lady just wouldn't answer the question. Like she was trying to talk to her. You know how adults talk to kids. I mean, I even talk to young kids that way. Yeah. Like they're dumb. I mean, I'm not like like you can just be nice to them and then they'll just be happy with that. Yeah. But these these uh, kids and and Emma Gonzalez, it's not that. Yeah, because they have more access to information. Mm -hmm. They can just Google shit. Then they have their phones and they're the best at using the phones. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, she she tried good for parents. She tried to (laughs) pass off of an answer, like a non-answer to her Mm -hmm. as as answering her question. And she wasn't having it. What'd she say? Well, she kept asking. She asked her about bump stocks. If the NRA... No, well, just what was her response to the mystery? Oh, she was like... She was like... she Emma Did directly she asked... The, the, Emma directly asked her if she felt like bump stocks should be... Uh, 
like not allowed. Yeah, but what she said. And the lady said, "Well, I, the NRA's position, and I speak for millions of people that are part of the NRA, is that the ATF, which is the alcohol, okay. tobacco, firearms mm-hmm. uh, people, should make that determine the uh, thing." But she was asking the person. Like, what's your personal opinion of it? Yeah. And she would refuse. She refused to answer, like, her personal opinion. Yeah. And it was just like, well, are you, like, a human being, bro? Like, what no, is wrong no. with you? That's her, that's her job. Yeah, I mean, it is her job. She's just functioning as, like, a literal spokesperson. Yeah. Like, if you're a lobbyist, man, you don't, you don't give out your personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, and, and then you have a child that got... To see that the girl, mm-hmm. the, the young woman... Be so impassioned, and you just give her a bullshit answer like that. Like, yeah. what type of person are you? Like, yeah. what? Like, what type of person? Like, and the lady has children. You don't see your children in her. Yeah. Oh, why? Because oh, she's yeah. Hispanic. Uh huh. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. Pretty the NRA didn't probably. say shit about uh funny of what, what was Fernando the, what was Castile when he when he lawfully had a gun and the cop shot him. They didn't say shit about it. But everyone's supposed to be able to have a gun, right? That's a constitutional right. But a police officer can shoot you if you have a um, a, a, a concealed carry permit and you just have a gun because he feels threatened. Yeah. But the NRA doesn't care about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, you can have bump stocks even though automatic weapons are restricted. And that makes a semi-automatic weapon automatic, right? That makes sense, right? That's dumb as fuck. And the, that's what these kids are doing, and it's hard, and I and I and I feel them very much that nobody wants to listen to you just because you're not an expert. And I talk about that, and Danny doesn't mean to say that. I know what he means. He doesn't want to talk in a way that's uninformed. But when you do that, you're stealing someone's voice a little bit. Not that that Danny's doing that. I'm not saying that. But when people say that, it gives way for people to say things like this about the kids. Like they don't know what they're talking about. They're just kids. Mm. They're not experts. Okay. Well, they, they know what they went through just then, and yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that you. I'm not attacking you, Daniel. Right. It's, I'm just saying like that. Like you're doing that playfully. Like, like yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just using that as an example because that's we go back and forth about sometimes. But it's like you know, there's right and wrong, mm. and that's that's a black and white situation in most cases. In some, we'll even say in some cases. Should an 18-year-old be able to go... An 18-year-old that was investigated by the FBI be able to go to a gun store and buy a assault rifle? No. <laughs> Hard pause. That's no. a dumb question. No. <laughs> no. 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 Should an 18-year-old be able to buy a assault rifle? No. No. No, I don't... I. Be- a hunting rifle? Yes. It, like a... What is it? What are those things called where you... Wait, I don't know. Like you know, just like a... No, no, no. Like a hunting rifle. Oh. But they're not semi-automatic. That, se- yeah. Oh, a, bolt action? A bolt action. Yeah, bolt yeah. action. A bolt action rifle for hunting deer. That's perfectly fine with me. Or that a bow. is perfectly fine. Make, or make a bow. Hunting, make hunting hard again. Yeah. Let's hunt with a, a bow. bow. A bow. Like, I don't think all guns should be uh, illegal. I don't necessarily think hunting is bad. Because the deer population can get out of hand. No, yeah. I, I was... <laughs> I live out of the country. I lived out of the country growing up. That was a big thing. Just, deer don't give a fuck, man. They just stand in the middle of the road. 
and and people. <laughs> Like, you just you just like going down a road going like thirty five miles an hour and this deer just standing there, just and, looking at you. And people may think, "Oh, why are you killing those animals?" Then you eat a fucking hamburger from McDonald's. Have you had venison before? It's delicious. no, it's not even about that. Do you know how those cows live? And you're worried about somebody shooting a wild yeah, animal a that got to live their cows, life? Yeah. What are you talking about? You then you eat chicken from KFC. Do you know how those chickens live in the fucking pen in the, like separate boxes, but they're super close to each other? Like, but a sidebar. Yeah. KFC famous bowl, on point. Yeah, I don't fuck with KFC like that. I, I used to when I was in high school. You know, gravy. Like high school thing. It's, the, it's the gravy. You want to cut that out? What are you doing? Um, Har- Harvey's uh, being impassioned right now. I think he's impassioned by my speech. And he's, he's not taking any shit. Yeah. Anyway, the point of all this was... I, I um, For us to talk about gun control. And, and obviously, we both lean left. And we think... Hardcore left on that. I, I am. I'm, I have a more moderate point of view. I don't think... When it comes to assault rifles, when it comes to assault rifles, no. It doesn't make sense. It it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the the fucking founding fathers had muskets. They weren't thinking about assault rifles. No. At all. They were not thinking about assault rifles. No. No. What are you talking about? This is before we had an actual army. That's what they were talking about. And the Supreme Court... Went and said, okay, yeah, you have the right to bear arms, have guns. Okay, that's it. They're not talking about assault rifles so you so you can protect yourself. You need to go hunting and have a handgun. That is totally fine with me. Having a handgun and, and rifles to go hunting with, yeah. totally fine. Having a shotgun, totally fine. You don't need to have a assault rifle where you can kill 100 people. Yeah. With extended magazines, that's the other part of the thing. They ha- they're selling, they're they're talking about how long they're extended magazines. I don't see a problem with it. What the fuck do you need extended magazine for? Yeah, what do you need more than thirty rounds for? Yeah, what do, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? That they are trying to do something because you can't hunt with a fucking those guns. I don't think they're more they're powerful enough to kill deer. What assault rifles? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't I don't know. I think I don't, I don't see why not. I think there is a different thing. I don't know much. I don't know about it, but I mean. I think that I think it's a different thing. I think you can mow down a deer. You can cut that thing in half. I don't think you would want to eat it. Well, yeah, no, like the the metal for the yeah, bullets yeah, would yeah. taint the meat. Taint it's it. not for hunting. I mean, that's that's why you shoot them in the neck. Yeah. Try to at least. No, but they say with the assault rifles, it blows them out. Oh. It's a different type of bullet. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah. My friends have shown me these. Yeah. Like, it's like, when it comes out, it's it, not like, it don't go, shreds. it doesn't go straight through. It goes it shreds, sh- yeah. 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 Yeah, it looks like an explosion on the back I got, end. I got a bunch of friends who are either army or military or something, so they always show me the videos of, like, these new bullets that they're coming out with. Yeah. They got, like, obviously, they're like, you know, like, there's explosive rounds, and they got this one that's, like, literally just, it just shreds you apart. Yeah. Like, uh, I heard one of the nurses from the actual hospital saying that um, it looked like when they went in to some of these kids to do surgery on them, the organs that got hit, they were shredded apart. Because they couldn't do anything. That's what the that's what the new bullets are yeah. to do. Like it's because like you know like you aim center mass. Yeah. And then you hit it, 
And that's it. You just need to hit one person one time yeah. to just tear them up, tear up their organs. Yeah, the organs were totally shredded. Like they'll die three days later. That, what do you need that for? Right? You're not killing animals to eat with that. Yeah, no, you don't need it. Yeah, you're just trying to kill someone. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be the purpose of the gun. The purpose of the gun is not to kill someone. The purpose the purpose of the gun is either to hunt deer, hunt whatever, hunt whatever uh, animal, and protect your house. If uh, if someone comes in your house violently, protect them. And I don't think you necessarily should be shooting somebody in the fucking head. Mm -hmm. Or anything. You should probably shoot them in the fucking leg. That's what I would do. I shoot them in the fucking leg and let them go to court. Well, on on top of that... It's hard to shoot someone. Yeah. And in stressful situations, your body doesn't really do what you... Yeah, what, what you, you wanted, wanted to do because, like, you know, there's there's flight or fright, there's, there's yeah, flight exactly. or fight, it's and then adrenaline, there's, you, and there's freeze too. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a freeze. Yeah. Oh, that's the other part of this. <laughs> Don't let me forget about this. President Trump said maybe we should arm the teachers if we have twenty percent, even forty percent of the teachers armed. Uh, They're gonna get do no one would come in. They said when he said forty percent. Um, this sounds like a militant. 40% of all teachers in the United States armed, right? Mm-hmm. Would be more than every police officer in the United States. Mm. More people than every than the police force. Yeah, like it, like think about this. If they want to do that, that means like they, they like they're not just going to give the teachers guns. Like obviously yeah. that's, that's that's cut and dry and stupid. Yeah. But like that means these teachers are gonna have to go through combat training or some sort of thing if to even get this thing started, and you can't. And then they'll be more what? like police officers than. Te- Do you yeah. want that? That's a totally different skill. That's like that's like a that's like almost like a militant regime type thing yeah. where he's like trying to control yeah. the student like the school yes. systems. Like if everyone's everyone's gonna be in combat gear while it's. And, and think going to about school. this. Think about this. Think about in a high it's school. So stressful. Think about in a high school, if you have a puny teacher, a little bitch teacher that got bullied all of his life. Give them a gun. And you give them a gun, and you have those boys that just hit puberty, and they're big, shit up. <laughs> and, they don't, and they don't give a shit, Yeah. and then that teacher shoots one of them? Mm-hmm. Right, if you arm the teachers, then that'll give kids more reason to want to feel protected. Yeah. Because, like, what, what do you think every student's going to feel protected by a teacher? I'm sure that people have had teachers that they just felt like they didn't like them. Oh, yeah. Every, like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. teachers are humans too. Mm-hmm. Just like police are humans, everybody, everyone is a human. Yeah, we're not. And not robot the school out here. and the school shootings might turn into. Oh, I felt threatened. I felt threatened. Uh, Jeremy got up and was yelling at me. I didn't know what he was doing. He threw a book at me, so I had to shoot him. Or even if we just talk about school shootings, like Danny just talked about the fl- uh, fright or flight thing. Mm-hmm. With the adrenaline, what if the teacher, in trying to shoot the school shooter, shoots another kid? Because they're not a fucking army trained or police officer. Yeah. yeah. They're a fucking teacher trying to teach math class. Yeah, gun, like, y- y- guns misfire, you know? Yeah. Like, and, like, if they just don't, like, it's, 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 it's dumb. That's it's, the end of the conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. Just, there's too many, there's too many extra variables when you ha- give people more guns. Yeah. Like that is definitely not the that's definitely not the solution to a gun problem is get put more guns into the yeah, system. Yeah, that's, that's it doesn't make sense. Hey, yeah, we already have more. There's more guns than there are people in the world now. 
That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. More guns than our people in the world. So, anyway, to sum this up, up. let's tie this up. Guns are bad. What? (laughs) Listen, listen to the kids. Yeah, listen to the kids. Listen Listen to to the kids, bro. They're scared. These kids are scared. Think about if you would you want your kids to have a teacher that had a gun? Right. Some parents don't allow their kids to go over people's houses. Where their parents have guns. Oh yeah, my parents. My parents, if they knew, if they knowingly, if they knew that another family had guns, I don't think they would have let me over there. Yeah, like that's a thing. Yeah, and I'm, so, I'm really afraid of guns. I really don't like them at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't like having them in a room. I don't like having them out. The way I, I think it's unneeded. If someone is around me and they have a gun, I I tell them to put it away. Yeah, or something. Like I'm like, just put it away. What the fuck? We don't need a gun out right now. What are mm-hmm. you talking about? Yeah, like, it's, like it's just, just put cool. the gun away. Oh, do you want to hold it? No, I don't need to hold no, your it's, gun. It's just extra. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah, unless you're dealing with, like, especially if they're not a trained person. Like, like, one of my friends, he was a pl- he's a police officer. If he is showing me a gun because he wants me to know about a gun, mm-hmm. and he knows that the, there's no bullets in the gun because he knows what he's doing because that's what yeah. he's trained to do, and he hands me the gun, I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But someone who is just a normal fucking person who's got a gun, no, I don't trust them. Yeah. Because they haven't had the training that a police officer has or a person in the army has had in order to make me feel safe around them holding a gun or having a gun. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Move listen to the kids, bro. Listen to the kids. Like Kanye said. They, they, they're our future. Yeah. And I'm glad they're, they're getting impassioned and... And they're really they they they're grasping onto a purpose in their life that is meaningful for the future in this gun debate in um, just speaking up for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and like well, like you said earlier, you know, it kind of ties into what we were talking about with yeah. David Gogans because yeah. they, they these kids they probably had this in, in, inside voice. Yeah. You know, and now you do something. This and now, like and it. now they have a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. So to move on, yeah, we've been intense uh, this whole. I got. I'm a little hot right now. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Rick Flair voice. Um, Rick Flair voice. Woo. Let's talk about brand culture. Oh yeah. So this came about because me and Danny both watched, separately watched, and then came together and talked about... Did you see this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see that Polo documentary on Complex? Oh, yeah. I watched that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So I'm going to link that also in the um, in the description so you guys can watch this Polo documentary. But basically in the Polo documentary, it was called Horsepower, how hip-hop culture influenced uh, Ralph Lauren Polo. So let's not get too in depth about how it did it. But yeah. Let's. I want to talk about the Just boosting rip. culture. Yeah. Uh, or like like boosters and like uh-huh. how they influenced his uh, product line because okay. I think that was very like he turned he he turned like a negative into, into a, an like a marketing yeah, ploy yeah, or like yeah. into a way to. Okay. Like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was this group in New York called the Low Lives. You can you can watch the documentary to get the whole scoop on that. Mm-hmm. But um they're called the Low Lives and they would boost uh Ralph Lauren Polo from the department stores. And they weren't get they talked about how they wouldn't just steal anything. They wanted only the shit that they thought was cool. Yeah. And 
the well, executives had, at they Polo had a, they had noticed an interesting it. way of putting it. It was like uh, things that they didn't want us to have. Yeah. That was their viewpoint. Yeah, that was their viewpoint. That was their viewpoint. It was like Polo was this um, thing that was out of reach. And if they had it, it was like a status symbol. Mm-hmm. So they would they would steal the Polo pieces that they really liked. And the executives at Polo noticed what they were stealing. And they produced more of what they were stealing because that was the cool stuff. Yeah, because that's how they figured out yeah, what people yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how they, they figured that. Okay, so they're stealing this and they're not stealing this. Uh-huh. Oh, this is whack. And this is what we need to produce more of. Yeah. And that was really, that's really insane. And they had one of the the polo executives that ran like the New York branch mm-hmm. of the retail. He does something new now. What he's he's he? with Sean John. That's right. That's P. Right. Diddy, yeah. Puff Daddy, uh, uh, Diddy, uh, Brother Love, Love. <laughs> his, uh, his clothing line, Sean John. He was, he's the, he he's like the head guy, the CEO. But I, but I guess I mean it's it's that's brilliant. Yeah. Like that, like that. It's a it's amazing. Like, like you take something you can't control. Yeah. Or you take something that's a part of you. Like this is just gonna happen. They're gonna steal shit. Yeah. This is gonna happen. Let's find a way to, to make this benefit yeah. our company. They use it as uh, market research. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Consumer mm-hmm. research. And, and if you think about it, that's almost like it was almost like free consumer research. It is. They would have had to pay somebody. Yeah. To do the consumer yeah. research, and instead they looked at this area where yeah. people were really boosting heavy and finding out what pieces they were stealing and just going off of that, which is that was brilliant mm-hmm. um, for, from the executives at uh, Ralph Lauren. Um, but in general, did you want to talk about like brand culture in general? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. more current brand culture. Okay, like I. Like, I can go back to high school when I first started getting the brands heavy, mm-hmm. and there was a thing about, you don't mix brands. Yeah, so oh yeah. if you're yeah. wearing Nike... You don't wear Adidas. You don't wear Adidas shirt. Yeah. You wear um, a whole Nike joint, or... And then, I'm, I wear Nikes. Like, you know, like, like that yeah. was... Like, not now. I wear whatever now, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, I only wear Nikes. I don't fuck with anything else. Now it's kind of more open. I'm sure there's still people who are like, oh, I only wear Jordans, only I wear Nikes, or in specific Nikes. Like, I was in the Nike runners, so mm-hmm. I had all the Nike runners that I liked, that were classic. That's what I would buy. Yeah. And um, I remember there's people who only wear Air Force Ones. There are people who only wear Jordans. So every Saturday or every other Saturday when Jordans, because Jordans come out every Saturday now, but it wasn't always like that. Um they would go get the new pair of Jordans and they would be at school wearing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like this thing in consumer culture where you latch on the brands and they say men are more um, loyal to brands than women because women will just... They'll try I think, stuff on just yeah, to the it just Yeah, it, whatever makes them look good. Mm-hmm. Men, it's like, oh yeah, fuck with Nike. Yeah, because... Oh, for, I fuck with Adidas. I think it's interesting because like, if you think about it, a lot of men's clothes is very similar. Yeah. So like, it is just... The yeah. brand that yeah. makes Do you the like product. this logo? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you, you like, like this logo? Do you yeah. like the way these sneakers look? Like, and that's it. It's not like. Yeah. Do you like the swoosh or yeah. do you like the plant? Because <laughs> a man just has. Oh, it's the, here's a t-shirt for a man. Yeah. Here's white t-shirt. Here's black t-shirt. Which, <laughs> yeah. which logo do you like? Better? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And um, now though, um, back when I was doing it, it was like I would get my little five or twenty. Uh, blank t-shirts so I get colored t-shirts from Finish Line or Foot Locker mm-hmm. and have my sneakers and then get nice jeans. Yeah. And that was it. Now it's like 
they have to be wearing designer shit, like not just regular brands like mm-hmm. uh, Gucci or oh, Louis yeah. Vuitton. It's elevated or, so much, yeah. Or like these kids are spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I think it's it's more. It's the status has gone up yeah, so much. Yeah, but and, and it's centered and it's all around like sharing, um, getting likes. I think a lot of that's yeah. pushed because I remember when I first started, like we, I used to post my sneakers on on MySpace mm-hmm. and all that, and, but it wasn't like there was no like button. Yeah, yeah, like that's a weird thing to think about. There was no like button. There's no. That's the thing. Com- of face. Yeah. Affirmation. Yeah. Instant affirmation. People could comment on your pictures, but it wasn't like like it is now, where you post a picture on Instagram and you get likes by it. So now I think that's pushing uh, brand culture now, where people just want to get likes so they just do what's what's popular if that's supreme mm-hmm. they just get a supreme whatever and they post it wearing it and supreme is crazy right yeah. now and and they i think it's at its peak like it's at its peak like certain things hit a peak and it's at its peak and it's riding its little wave but they it's do, not cool right anymore way, what, it's not cool. No. You don't think so? Because the original people... The thing about it is, even with the sneakers, like, the sneakers are fucked up. The sneakers started in a place where it was like, uh, we're just creating sneakers for basketball players, putting them out, and people are buying it. Mm-hmm. Now, and they would only have a couple colorways. Mm-hmm. Now they have every fucking colorway in the world for every yeah. fucking sneaker. Like, and they're not even good. Like they're mm-hmm. not even. It's not. It's like they're not functional. Yeah, they're just the, yeah. something to look at. Yeah. Like before, they were. They were like, okay, here's a silhouette for. Here's the Jordan Eleven. Um, he's in Space Jam. We're gonna make it look like this for the movie. Da 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 da. Now is that it's the most just popular like, one, Jordan Elevens, or do, well, that, it's one of the most. Uh, popular ones. Okay. Like it's got the patent leather on it. Yeah. Like people love that. So every Christmas a Jordan Eleven comes out now. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, so um, it's like now they have Jordan Elevens that are, like the last Christmas one was just all red. I think those are so fucking dumb. Yeah, there's no purpose. Jordan didn't even wear those, and I mean that's like like people say, oh, that's an old old head thing to say. Like you're you're so that's just like dumb, bro. Like just the colorways are tight. Like, I can match my gear up. Like, it's no. Like, that's it's not, not the, the same point. thing. That's not the point. It's, it's going there's beyond. no culture beyond it. Yeah. It's like, you're just trying to play matchy match and get likes on fucking Instagram, bro. Like, I really loved Nikes. And I only liked run, Nike running classics. Mm-hmm. So, like, Air Stabs, Air Maxes, and um, Prestos and all that type of shit. Back in the day, uh-huh. I still have some of that shit. In yeah. different boxes that these kids have never seen before. <laughs> Like, and and the shit's fucked up now because people just want to get like, and I don't even like where you see where I'm. Where am I wearing right now, Danny? Dirty yeah. ass man. Dirty ass fans. Dirty ass fans. Well, I was never a part of the brand culture. I always just loved it. I loved looking at it. I never bought anything because I'm I I don't buy things like that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I've been buying shoes for just purpose since right. I've been born and. So like I don't really care about brands a whole I, like per buying wise, but like I love look I love like yeah looking how, at them like go I still like, like how looking much it's at them. cost like the value yeah. of these things you know yeah and I'm interested and in. then another part of this is the reselling aspect and yeah. that's pushing it even further like 
people are just buying it. They don't even like the sneakers. Yeah, they're just buying it. They're just buying it. Almost like gold. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like people buy gold. Like, okay, I'm going to buy two pairs and I'm going to sell both of them. Or I'm like, that's a, that would be like a normal situation. If you're like a professional reseller, you're buying like 10 pairs or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, they don't even like the sneakers. They're just buying them and reselling them to kids because it's like cool. And I love the business model. Like, don't get it fucked up. Like, I think those kids are smart. The kids that are doing that yeah. are smart as fuck. But the businesses are not being smart the same way Polo is being smart mm-hmm. about it. Like, they're just making shit and, and then hyping them up by sending it to these influencers. Yeah. And and then that's it. Right. Because, like, because, you know, it's it's not it's not based off the product anymore. Yeah, it's you not know? like this is it's quality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like... Oh, this is some... Qual- There's some garbage... There's some nice sneakers like... Uh, no, I mean, they could be Like Marquise. Yeah. Marquise was talking about those Alexander Wang Adidas. Like, I love those. Yeah. They're so nice. Mm-hmm. But not everything's like that. Like, the, a lot of the Kanye stuff I like... I think he's going crazy with the colors, but I just think they're just trying to normalize yeah. the silhouette and stuff. But... Yeah, because his, his shit was pretty, uh, pretty like, uh, neutral, right? For a long time. Yeah, I mean, he would come out with like neutral grays. colors, yeah, yeah like neutral grays. Colors, and red, red was like the boldest one. So, but it's 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 just uh, it's just fucked up. It's and it's not the same. I know people say that, and it's like, oh, you're just this nostalgia for you, but right. it's de- it's not the same. Like it's not even yeah. the same thing. The sneakers aren't as good quality unless you're buying like the super expensive mm-hmm. New Balances. That's good quality. There, there's, there's just like what I, I, I like. Uh, there's just so many options now. I think it's, I think it's like watering down the, the market. Yeah, it's I oversaturated. Think, yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's, that's that's what I it's, meant to say. It's, it's oversaturated. It's it, definitely there's, oversaturated. There's too much. I mean, everybody's this, doing it now, and they're all raising the prices of all this stuff. Yeah. Like, it like I'm. There's gonna be more people who are gonna turn into us. Where like I'm not paying. Two hundred dollars for the shoe. No, whenever and I was think, making the same no, thing I think for seventy dollars. Mass, mass people. Well, don't say us because I'm still into the culture. Oh, okay. But I'm just not going to participate in that way yeah. anymore. Okay. Like I'll be on the fringes of the participation. Like before Adidas got huge, I and they, I was fucking with Adidas, and then I saw it become what it is now, and I'm like, yeah, I can't really do this shit anymore. So I started wearing Vans. Now Vans is a thing. And Vans is cool. Vans, Vans are, crazy. and I think Vans, Vans are. If I was in school now, I was mm-hmm. a kid, I would just be wearing Vans. There, you get multiple pairs for two hundred dollars instead of buying yeah, one you, pair of shoe for two hundred dollars. You can get four pairs of Vans. Four pairs yeah. for two hundred dollars. That's what I would, because that's the type of decision I made when I was. That's why I like Nike running. I could find them on sale. Yeah, I'd rather have them. more shoes than just have yeah. one pair of. Just- like my nephew, he got he got a pair of three hundred dollars because he wears grown man size now. <laughs> He, uh... What'd you say, boss size? Yes, yeah, boss size. You got you got a boss size section? Yeah. Uh, he wears, like, a, a grown man size. And so his shoes cost the same as, like, any guy. So this is, like, $200. His, his mom paid $300 for his little Christmas Jordans. I said, I said you fucked up, bro. Like, you should have uh, just got in the $300 and went and bought... As many shoes as you could find. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I used to do when I was... Like, that's the type of thing. I would go to the Nike outlet 
And I would have my little money mm-hmm. and try to stretch it as far as I could and but get the best shoes that I could. Not what's the, what's the hottest shoe. Oh, let me find. Oh, uh, look. I could get this. It looks normal, but I could put it with this. And it wouldn't be normal anymore. Like a normal outfit anymore. Like it's more stylish. Now mm-hmm. it's just like you just want everybody wants to be like flamboyant or they dress like Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so, like, you know, when you see when he wants to pay three hundred dollars for the shoes, you know, uh, it's because of these brand ambassadors. They're targeting the kids. Yeah. Like that's that's their market. They yeah, want like, they want cool. they want to influence the kids because they know that the parents will buy these kids. And just it's called one pair that, of three hundred dollars. That's shoes. called seeding. So they'll send a brand ambassador free shit because they know that they have eyes attention on them, and kids will see it. I mean, I follow a couple. Because they look up to these people, you know, like they yeah yeah. They so they want to be person. like I'm yeah. like oh he's cool like how rappers used to be. Now rappers are some of the influencers too, but also they're just these normal people. They're going above and beyond, yeah, like high class status. Yeah, where like, like we we people like us we can't even touch them yet. You know, like, I don't know what you mean. Like uh, like you know, like they're they're like they're they're all like advertising like upper class. Uh, you know, like. Like uh, Versace. Well, there's there's like, two different. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. There's you know, two like, different we things. We can't. I can't. I can't touch there, that. There's the there's the luxury side, and then just the regular street culture. I, mean, I don't see a whole lot of street culture. No. No. The street. There's. The luxury people aren't sending them the shit for free. Well, yeah. Yeah. The street. Uh, clothing lines, mm-hmm. quote unquote, street clothing lines. Are sending them the shit for free and see to them. And then Nike and Adidas will send them shit for free. They're paying for the Louis Vuitton belts and all that. Anyway, to go back to seating. So seating, they give some person that has a lot of followers on Instagram uh, or Snapchat some shit. Like Kylie Jenner. They give her some Jordans. Mm-hmm. And then she opens the box like, oh, thank you, Jordans. Oh, I love these. And then they, she takes a picture with them on, like, look at these Jordans. They're so cool. Yeah. And then all the kids are like, shit, I need those Jordans. And then that's the whole marketing plan now. Yeah. 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 That's it. And it's fucking shit up. And that's why I, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, reevaluating, like, why I, why I, like, do shit on social media. Like, I'm talking, like, uh, like, follow these famous people and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, I, I, like, I'm kind of, like... Like I was thinking in my head, like, fuck these people. Like they don't. Right. They got. I don't see them. They don't. Yeah. They don't care about it, you. They right? just trying to get a paycheck yeah, from. Like a, I don't yeah. like like give a shit about their opinion. Yeah, I haven't followed a lot of the. It's like you know. I, I'm thinking now, like answers over time that I used to follow. Fuck, fuck these famous people. Support the people you know. Right. You know, if if they want to, if they want to go out and get accomplished, back them up. Yeah, like you should share Broke Boys podcast on your Facebook, and then once we get famous, fuck us. Who cares? Yeah. We already made it. Yeah, we don't care after that. Like we'll be good, and we'll we'll be appreciative <laughs> of you because you listen first before everyone else mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. And we'll you know what we'll do for you. We'll still be ourselves. We'll still be ourselves, but with getting boxes from free, uh, Jordan for free and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give all this hate to these ambassadors, but hey, you know, like Nike, if you want to give us some free shit, we'll talk about yeah. it. If they're listening, they're um, always listening. Big Baller Brand. 
Oh, I'll take some. <laughs> I'll, I'll support you. T- give me some uh, slides. <laughs> or like a hat. Or like a hat. I do need some flip-flops. Yeah, I need some flip-flops. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to support black business. You know. Big baller brand. Big baller brand. <laughs> uh, but, and we just, we, that, it's that um, documentary, the Horsepower Polo documentary on Complex. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. I'm going to link it in the description. And it just sparked a conversation in us and made me think about back when I was uh, in high school and the brands I was into kind of. It, can, it makes you think about brands in general. And like where, where what they mean. Now. Like, you know, like what I'm yeah. saying, like, do they, act, are they, do they really, are they really deserving of the status or is yeah. it just the people that make the status? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it yeah. really a high quality product or is it just that everybody loves it so much? I think it's so an much? arbitrary thing. Like, it's yeah. whatever society says it is, like, whatever the people decide, whatever the people support. And I'm a Tommy fan. Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, I wear I wear that more than I than that I wear polo. I, wear yeah, I mean, I always like polo because it was the same thing with them. It was like aspirational, mm-hmm. more so than Tommy. Yeah, um, I like how accessible Tommy is because like they did, yeah it is, it is yeah. way more accessible and it it did uh, like they talked about it how it targeted hip hop more. Than they worked with hip hop yeah, more than with against it. it. Yeah. Like I remember when it was popular. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I wore a lot of Tommy. Like, my dad dressed me and Tommy when I was younger. Um, but, like, when I got older, it was polo for some reason. Because I saw the rich kids at school. That's what they were. Yeah. Polo and Lacoste. Because you wanted to... Yeah, you saw how yeah. popular and loved they were. You wanted no, 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 no. I didn't give a fuck about those people. It was like, oh, they their parents got money. <laughs> that's what people with money dress like. I hate. I hated that. I didn't give a fuck about that. I didn't talk to anyone. Like, I didn't care. I had fake-ass conversations all through high school that didn't mean anything. And I was in my back of my head like, yeah, I'm just worried about getting an IU and getting the fuck out of my situation. Like, that's it. I tried to talk to people. I was just too I mean, no, no, I would talk to people and have conversations, but there wasn't really any real friendships. Like, I don't still talk to any of those people at all. No, I don't either. From high school. I I rarely see them. Yeah. So... Anyway, I'm just too weird. I don't know what our point was there, but yeah, influencers and brands. Yeah. Uh, I one more thing, fuck brand ambassadors. Yeah, influencers. Uh, don't. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't do it. So shit, we are working on. Uh, Danny's working on this painting. It's coming around really well. He posted a picture of it on his Instagram so the link to his Instagram and my Instagram are both in the description so make sure you check out that and follow both of us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am um, working on a couple things uh, I can't really talk about them um, but in general I'm working on making Broke Boys and uh, Dear Black Women marketing more pushing it forward like pushing it to a point where it's the same as what a comparable media organization would have like MTV or something where we have these snippets or um, these graphics or animations that attract people to look at it and um, it doesn't feel like just like a mom and pop thing and I don't think it does 
Like, I create the templates for the artwork and stuff. Like, it looks pretty professional. And um, just focusing on that, you know? Like, I'm, I'm doing a... I'm making an animation this weekend for Observe that I'm going to put at the end of all the snippets that I'm excited about. Even though it's something little as that, like... Yeah. You'll see it, um, Danny will see it when it's done, uh, and you guys will see it on my Instagram, which is will be in the description, and I don't know, I'm just trying to, I'm going to do a snippet for this week, I think we had some very passionate snippets I could use earlier yeah. in the podcast, <laughs> most definitely <laughs> doing a snippet this week, and um, thank Thank you to everyone that's actually listening to this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors. Um, Sarala. Make sure you follow Sarala Life on Facebook. Mm -hmm. S-A-R-A-L-A Life on Facebook. And Men Factory with the Swants and Towel Shorts. Well, Towel Shorts, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're working through it still. Okay. We have we have the prototypes. The we'll have those. We'll have we'll have we'll have fully functioning towel shorts by summertime. I guarantee yeah. you. Yeah. So look out for that and follow Mitten Factory on Facebook. Um, so check this out for this week. Check it out for this week. I have the goat, the king, mm. Kendrick. Nice. With What'd Travis Scott called Big Shot off of the Black Panther soundtrack. Make sure you just go and support that movie if you haven't already because it's winning. And I want to see it win even more. Yeah. Here is Big Shot by Kendrick Lamar and Travis Scott. Let's get into it. Big Shot. I hope you guys like that. Um, Danny, do you have a check it out for this week? Yeah. Um, Greta Van Fleet. They've been gaining popularity. Um, Say that again. Greta, Greta Van Fleet. They're uh, they're a rock and roll band. I think they're out of Michigan. And yeah, they. It, this is gonna be a total juxtaposition. Yeah. Vincent doesn't like them, but hey, that's okay. I'm just saying. Everyone's got their own yeah, personal taste. Yours yeah. just sucks, but. No, uh, actually, I have everyone, every single person thinks I have actually great music taste that I know. Okay. Um, well, that's just so like their just, opinion, man. Yeah, every single person that I've ever come in contact with thinks anyway. I have great music taste. Anyway. So don't spread that fake news about me. I, I'm, I'm spreading Fox eggs. News. Fox. Don't be Fox News right now. I um, just because it's not music made by people without melanin in their skin. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> Greta Van Fleet. Their song is no. They got a they got a whole album out, man. You just want to yeah. Just okay, look up the band. I'll, I'll uh, link. So the band's called the band's called Greta Van Fleet, and the song is called Highway Song. Check it out. And that was it for this week on Broke Boys. As always, make sure you follow us on Instagram, mm -hmm. Broke Boys. That's B 
A R O Q U E B O Y Z because we're cool. Mm-hmm. And um, follow both of me and Danny. Our, our um, Instagrams will be in the description. Uh, I'll link all of uh, the songs and the documentaries or interviews we talked about in this episode in the description also so make sure you guys check those out and thank you for listening and as always wait a second I want you guys 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 listen to me grab onto the thing in your mind that makes you the happiest and never let go and the only thing I want you to do with it is push forward observe cast Boy, baby, baby.